Once again, everybody, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is such a happy time of year. Uh, for us, it has felt like the first time celebrating Christmas as a family. Uh, we have two boys, and one of them is four years old, the other is two years old. But really, this year feels like the first year as a kid family we are celebrating Christmas. Uh, so much so that my son runs into our room every single day to announce how many days are coming for Christmas. And I, I asked him in the beginning of the service if he would help us remember how many days until Christmas. So Theodore, do you mind telling us how many days until Christmas? One! One day! <laughs> We've been having a lot of fun with that. And in fact, uh, the other day he was not happy with me because I put the covers over him and told him we went to a time machine and 30 days were now until Christmas. <laughs> he wasn't too happy. He said, put the time machine back up! <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot of things. <laughs> so we've been enjoying celebrating Christmas. We've been enjoying waiting for Christmas. But you know, as I think about what it means to wait and what it means to be waiting on the Lord and waiting on this holiday, I'm oftentimes remembered of the joy that a child has when he or she waits. They're so exciting when you are young and you are waiting. You're oftentimes waiting for good things, right? You're waiting for your birthday. You're waiting for school to get out. You're waiting for Christmas. You're waiting for your family or friends to visit you, right? But sadly, so often it changes in life where when we get older, the things that we wait for look a little different. Maybe for you, some of the things that you are waiting for is finally some good news. Maybe you're waiting for retirement or waiting for healing, or waiting for something that has caused your heart to ache. I think we have all experienced those pains of waiting, or have we not? But today serves as a reminder to all of us that we can wait upon the Lord, that we can look to a God who loves us, who doesn't just say that with his words, but says that with his actions. So to help us do that today, I want us to look at a few scripture verses. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to open up again to some of the gospel readings we did today, and specifically to Luke chapter 2, verses 8. We can put them on the screen for you, Luke chapter 2, verses 8. The gospel of Luke records, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Think about it. This glorious moment of history. 
God taking in all of the years of planning that he laid out to send his son, Jesus, into the world, to bring redemption into the world, to bring light among darkness into the world. And how does he choose to do that? Does he announce himself before kings and dignitaries? No. Does he go to the noble people or the wealthy of the town to announce the coming of the new king? No. Instead, what does God do? He goes to just ordinary shepherds. You know, despite all the cute Christmas cards with shepherds in them, it wasn't the kind of job that you would want to have 2,000 years ago. In fact, you would try to avoid this job and pick almost any job other than caring for sheep. Because oftentimes what it meant for a shepherd was meant that they had to live a somewhat lonely life. Wandering around with their sheep, taking care of their sheep, whether it was daytime or night. But yet God chooses shepherds. Shepherds to be the ones who hear of the greatest news that would ever be told in the history of the world. That a Savior has been born. You see, it's my belief that Christmas is a message for everybody. It's not just a message for the wealthy. It's not just the message for the downtrodden. It's not just the message for any certain person of ethnicity, but it's a message for all of us to celebrate together, because the beauty of Christmas is that it is God's love letter to all of us. Did you hear that? Christmas is God's love letter to you. Just as the shepherds were seen as lowly in their lives, God did not see them in that way. And in the same way that we oftentimes feel lowly or forgotten or unseen in this world, Christmas is a reminder that God sees you. In a time where we oftentimes feel unseen, this is a message of hope to all of us, that God sees you. He sees the struggles of your life. He sees the difficulties that you face, and he sees all of your pains. And yet Christmas is a reminder that God does not just see you, but he desires to be with you. You know, one of the amazing things that can easily go unnoticed is shepherds obviously had the job of doing what? Taking care of their sheep. If you lived in Israel at that time, it was a normal practice for people to sacrifice sheep in order to forgive their sins. I wonder if this was God's way of proclaiming to the world and proclaiming to the shepherds that the sheep that you have here, the sheep that you use here to bring forgiveness, well, I'm announcing to you, shepherds, that I'm going to provide a greater sheep. That I'm going to provide the ultimate sheep. That I'm going to provide a lasting sheep that will bring forgiveness, restoration, hope, joy, and all things good that we desire in this world. Amen? Amen. See, Christmas is God's 
love letter to you. And Jesus is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. Because it is through his life and everything that he would do for us that makes Christmas so beautiful. I love these words by the late Billy Graham. He writes this, The very purpose of Christmas's coming into the world, or pardon me, the very purpose of Christ's coming into the world was that he might offer up his life as a sacrifice for the sins of men. He came to die. This is the heart of Christmas. Christmas is God's love story to you. It's your love reminder that light has come into a dark place. It's your love reminder that God sees you right where you are at. It's your love reminder that there is hope, that there is peace, that there is joy, love, and so much more to be had. But it's also our opportunity to respond to this great story, to enter into the Christmas story ourselves by receiving God's love and then giving God's love. I pray and hope that each of you today, that if this service has blessed you, that if these words are speaking to you, that you would not only be the receiver of these words, but that you would give what Christ gave to others. That you'd be willing to be light to somebody else who is in darkness. That you would be willing to share hope and peace to those who have none. Because that is the beauty of what Jesus offers. There is nothing in this world that can give us the peace of God other than God himself. So may this be a reminder to you. May it be a reminder of God's love 